0: is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! The And they caught extra pass. And it goes! Hey everybody, welcome to the Saturday Six Pack. I am Jack, here with Ro. Um, this is going to be a new segment that we're going to be trying out uh, as a branch off from the Blue by 90 podcast. Uh, we're just going to have a couple guys on here, just drink some beers and talk talk sports, talk local uh, Ann Arbor favorites, uh, and a little get a little taste of everything. So, um, Ro, what are you drinking over there?
1: I have a Bells official. Um, this is probably one of my favorite beers. Definitely my favorite IPA. So um, local uh, here in Michigan, of course, Bell's is, is a, a great brewery. Oh
0: yeah, I've got my I've got my Bell's Oberon Koozie. Had to take that off. Right. Uh, but I'm with you. I like I like those hazy beers. I like those hazy beers. So I got a Bloodlust sure. Hazy IPA from Rockford Brewing Company.
1: Rockford. Oh, okay. All right. I like Pretty it. Pretty solid. Picked it up yeah. yesterday.
0: Wanted to try something new. The blood orange got me.
1: Is the, uh in the hazy guy. So blood orange is I mean, I'm a big blood orange guy too. So is that Rockford, Michigan, or Rockford, Illinois?
0: I'm gonna assume Rockford, Michigan, but it should stay on here. Michigan.
1: All right, there you go. That wow,
0: is- yeah. It's it's in the Rockford Brewing Company, it's in Comstock Park, so it's right next to Bells. No, or Comstock. Yeah, nice. Is that two different places?
1: Uh, those are those are two different places. Yes, actually. Okay, yeah, Comstock Park. So that's where uh, over by uh, where I grew up. Rockford was actually my high school's biggest rival growing up. So mm. I hated the Rockford Rams growing up uh, at Hudsonville. <laughs> so, um, but I'll, I'll support any local brewery as long as they put out good beers. So.
0: Yes. That's, that's for for. Sure. Well, cool. So we can kind of dive into this uh Saturday six pack. Another thing with this with this show, you may see uh me again, you may see Kalen, you may see Nate. We'll try to switch it up uh weekly, but we'll make it kind of a more more relaxed podcast where it's not always Michigan football and we can kind of jump into uh, some other things. So Ro, I know you you got some questions. So if you want to lead off with your first question for me and then we can kind of go back and forth.
1: Yeah, for sure. So what we'll try to do here is with the Saturday six pack, we'll pick six topics. Um, If you guys have questions out there that you want to send us or topics you would like to hear us discuss, um, feel free to send it in on our Instagram or at blueby90 at gmail.com. But we've come up with a couple uh, questions and topics for today here. The first one has nothing to do with Michigan athletics, but um, Jack and I both are in the Ann Arbor area. So uh, my first question for you is, what is your favorite Ann Arbor restaurant? And then what is your favorite Ann Arbor bar? They can be the same thing if uh, applicable, (laughs) but uh, if they're separate as well, that works too.
0: So that's a a tough one because I'm going to try to keep breweries out of it. Because, honestly, my favorite my favorite restaurant or bar that I would pick uh, would be would be Wolverine State Brewing Company. But if we're going to stick strictly to restaurants, I'm going to say – and I'm going to pick a, a place that's not so um, – not your typical restaurant. Have you ever had Ricewood Barbecue? I have not, no. Oh, man. Okay. So next, when everything reopens, we're going to have to go there. So if you – do you know where Morgan & York is across from uh, Frazier's? Yes. Yep. So so Rice with Barbecue, um Frank is a buddy of mine. Um he and his brother Gabe as well as um Billy. They have basically a barbecue spot. It was voted best barbecue in Michigan. Um and what they do is like rice bowls. So they have sandwiches, they have rice bowls. You can get a brisket rice bowl, pulled pork, um any sort of spice level on there, but it, I swear to you it's the best barbecue I've ever had. I went down to Austin for uh, convention for Orange Theory, and apparently the number one barbecue spot in either America or the world uh, wow. is there. And and we had that. And I preferred really? ricewood. I preferred ricewood. So that's like my go-to favorite favorite meal. If I had to pick one that I had to eat for the rest of my life, that would be it. I'd go there. Wow. Okay.
1: Well, that's high praise there. So definitely, <laughs> we'll we'll have to. Maybe we'll host a podcast uh, from from there one time. Um, but we'll oh, definitely, dude, once everything, once everything opens up, we'll, uh, we'll have to go and get some grub there. Um, all right, I'll, I'll give you my favorite restaurant and then we can go bars too. So, um, you know, obviously there is a very famous, um, place in Ann Arbor and probably what it's most famous for is Zingerman's Deli, right? Well, I actually prefer Zing- Zingerman's Roadhouse. So they have a restaurant out on Jackson Road um instead of the deli it's a, an actual sit down restaurant and it is unbelievable. So um that's what I I would pick out there. It's I mean if you want to talk about barbecue it's, it's phenomenal barbecue as well, mac and oh, cheese, wow. tons of different plates um uh, but just a cool spot and they have a um kind of a drive through um uh camper outside too that, yeah, that yeah. you can come up to as well. So, um, yeah, love that, that place. That's probably my favorite, um, Ann Arbor restaurant.
0: So I've been there, uh, maybe like twice. One time was with, um, with Brooke and Mara naturally, What am I was I not ever doing stuff with them. So, um, <laughs> and I actually saw Mike Tarico there. Really? There.
1: Okay. Yeah. Ann Arbor yeah. native.
0: Yep. Yep. And I was like, I didn't, I couldn't like think of his name. Right when I saw him, and I was like, okay, I know this guy works for ESPN or some um, sports channel. So, like, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I couldn't figure it out. Like, once we leave, I figured it out. I was like, oh, it's Mike Tarico." So, naturally, I Googled him. And uh turns out he lives in Ann Arbor or Saline area. I, I had no idea. Um, but I had been there. It's very good. I do like Zingerman's Roadhouse. That's a good spot. For bar. Dude, let's, go to, let's go to the bars. Um, so We've, been to the bars.
1: <laughs> We've been to the bars. We've been to the bars together a few times.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if I can – I guess if I could divvy, divvy, it, divvy it up between college and, like, my adult adult life, um, man, that's tough. Because there's two college bars that I really like for two separate reasons. Um, skeeps, obviously. I knew, I knew you were going to say skeeps. I, I, you just go there. You get – blackout they play great music <laughs> okay. i mean I, i've 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 very rarely had a bad time at skeeps That's uh, true. That's except true. when i was sober i went there sober one time it was the worst experience of my life people just <laughs> you, you don't realize it when you're drinking like people are stepping on you like pushing you like yeah. oh I, I could not stand it uh oh man i have a funny story about the penn state loss uh, at skeeps i was there watching it but uh, we'll skip over that for now so skeeps is up there okay. and then um man Blue lap was another good one in college. I like blue lap.
1: I mean, for me, um, South U was pretty much the spot to be, although I, I've been, to keeps my fair share as well on Tuesdays, you know, tequila Tuesdays and, uh, I, I, first of all, I can't even at 27 years old, even imagine going out on a Tuesday at this point and waking up on, you know, early for anything God, on the next morning. Um, but, um, I would say I stuck on, uh, uh, South most of the time in college. The jug was my home base at all times, the Brown jug. Um, so that was, I, I knew every bartender, every, um, every bouncer, every waiter and waitress, like it was, and and, I mean, knowing them was actually part of the reason why I got in maybe before (laughs) I was 21, a couple times, allegedly, allegedly,
0: allegedly.
1: Yeah. And so um, actually where I, I, I met some very, very good friends there actually. And so um, that's where I met um, Denard's brother. He worked there. And so I became, good friends with him and and denard through that but um so it's kind of funny how everything works but um i'd say that definitely for for undergrad bar was the jug um it was always like the first stop and then you went to rick's or you know charlie's or something or
0: um whatever cantina either Cantina. that was a good good spot before before everything went down there cantina was man that was that might have been number one for me
1: it was, it was cheap drinks, right? Cheap drinks at, the whole time and a good, it was always good music there and kind of like a hidden spot, like kind of a low key spot. So it wasn't super packed all the time. Um, I liked, I like Cantina a lot. Um, but now, nowadays I'd say Pretzel Bell is the, is the spot.
0: Um, oh, yeah. So
1: I, I know you and I have shared a few beverages at Pretzel Bell. So, <laughs> a couple of mystery beers. Um, couple mystery beers i mean you can't beat a two dollar and 50 cent mystery beer so um oh, okay. pretzel bells the, it's the spot now
0: yeah i'll have to agree i'll have to agree with pretzel bell for sure have you before it closed down do you remember rush it was oh on yeah Main street that yep. would have been i mean that was the best bar in ann arbor you no know, like, i don't know down, why out, it, that was no idea why we would that close no down? Doubt. it was so good it was the best. Now it's some jazz bar. I haven't been there yet. Have you?
1: No, I haven't. But I've, seen, I've gone by on like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. And the line to get in is like around the block for the jazz bar. So, um, yeah, like crazy. So, um, I think they do like legitimate shows and stuff for jazz, which I've heard it's a very, very cool place to go check out if anybody's interested in that.
0: And I know that the place, um, I think it's the Ark or something, they have shows there too. That's yep. like right store.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've seen right. that too. That That's more, I feel like the Ark is more like theater maybe. Um, oh, okay. Don't quote me on that, but I, I believe it is. Yeah. And then jazz is more like a, a true jazz club. Um, but, man, Rush was like, talk about good music, a great dance floor, and, and just a good vibe. I loved well, Rush.
0: And you. And you'd walk in. So you'd walk in. I'll give everybody a visual here. You walk in, there's a bar there on your left, long bar, like basically like the bar at pretzel Bell in the basement. Yep. There's like that on your left, and yep. then you go in about halfway down the bar. There's an entrance, and um, it could, it's like an entrance to a second bar area right over there. And then like after that, after those two bars, there's a dance floor over on the left side, and they had like booths and whatnot. But man. That was like Pretzel Bell. I've got my stuff against, like you know, it's so hard to get a drink there. It so, almost, I almost feel like you're back at Skeeps trying to get a drink. You have to get like five at a time. Yeah. Um, where Rush, I feel like the bar was always always available, and there was always a perfect amount of people in there. For I sure. loved Rush. Yeah, for if sure. I could bring any bar back, I would. I would bring that back for sure.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I I completely agree. So. All right. Well, there you have it. There's our uh, our first um, first question. So for um, you've, you you've got our uh, <laughs> our considerations or our suggestions for favorite uh, restaurants and bars in Ann Arbor. If you don't like them, we're not held liable. Um, but <laughs> check them out, and you may see us there on any given Friday or Saturday night.
0: <laughs> you may. You may. That's for sure. All right, well let's go to question number two. Um, what is your favorite either Michigan game that you went to or we can we can tweak it like you like you had said. Um, what's your favorite Michigan memory? And it, it can be any sport.
1: So mine is easy. It's a, it's a very easy answer for me. Um, so my cousin, some people might not know this, but my cousin, actually played football at Michigan from 09 to 13. And so um, I, was, I went to just about every game home or away during that time, which was awesome experiences just to be, even though we weren't good, it was just like, you know, going to different uh, stadiums and experiencing those were all awesome. But um, I also got some pretty, uh, pretty great seats as well. <laughs> um in the uh in the get or player guest section so um which this is probably a favorite memory for a lot of people but the first night game against Notre Dame uh, oh. everybody everybody knows it you know denard to round three in the last you know 2 seconds um crazy crazy game first night game unbelievable atmosphere um i was on the 50 yard line row 3 so what? it was yeah it was unreal um i i've never experienced you know and, and i've i've been in those seats a few times just through those player guest seats which was you know i'm so lucky to have honestly i would never take that for granted but for that game it was the first time i had been that close um and i just remember remember the pom-poms we had yellow pom-poms maize pom-poms and everybody going crazy you know beating Notre Dame in in itself is you know a huge thing for Michigan fans but though the back then you know in at that time we weren't beating a whole lot of people so um and Notre Dame was actually pretty good at that time too and Denard was just electric and coming back at the uh, in the last few minutes there and then the final score was just unbelievable i remember sitting or we I say sitting. We never sat down for the. I don't know the entire. <laughs>
0: That's quarter. how you watch a game.
1: Exactly. Yep. I wish. I wish Michigan Stadium was like that all the time with people standing. It's a shame, but man. You get you get yelled at if you stand up in some sections of the stadium. That's another day we can talk about. Yeah, that'll be a whole um, rant we get into. We could we could go for an hour on that. But um, yeah, I just remember sitting there with my cousin, so Craig's brother and his mom and dad, my aunt and uncle, and, and just hugging and high-fiving. And, um, my cousin that I was sitting with at that time, um, he was still in high school, but was, uh, had just committed to go play football at, at Boise state, um, where he oh, went for four nice. and played for four years. So, um, very cool for him to at least, you know, he didn't get to come out there from Arizona. He didn't get to come out to watch his brother that often. So, for him to come in and experience that game specifically, which is I think the only game he saw at Michigan stadium. It was, it was pretty awesome. So that for sure is my favorite, favorite game I've been to in favorite
0: memory. Yeah. And so I guess a couple questions on that for, and it's Craig, right? Craig Rowe. Yep. So yeah. I, so I actually remember him coming in and playing and enjoying watching him play. Now was he, and I don't feel, feel like I remember too many michigan players if they weren't at least pretty talented what, mm-hmm. what was he ranked as like a recruit coming in was he like a four I, I want to say he was a four star maybe i'm thinking of somebody else
1: no i'm pretty sure he was a four star i couldn't tell you what it you know what his position rank or anything like that was but he was a highly touted recruit i mean he held offers from from pretty much everywhere um i think he ended up with almost 50 maybe 40 plus offers uh, by the time he was done from big um D1 schools. So um yeah, he was he was coming in a, a pretty big recruit. He actually went to high school um at Chaparral High School in Arizona in in the Phoenix area with Taylor Lawan. So they graduated Whoa. together. Yep. Uh and so um I I know Taylor as well. Um and so they <clears throat> um they came out of high school together and came to Michigan together. So um, pretty cool story for those two. Um, Craig ended up uh, for, I think it actually just got beat out, but he broke the record his senior year um, for most games played or games started um, mm-hmm. at at the University of Michigan, which is, a I I think that's a pretty dang cool. Pretty impressive. Um, I mean, a hundred and some years of... Uh, you know, 140 years almost of playing football at Michigan and and he was the one that started the most games so um pretty cool for his career wow
0: um
1: and we will we'll have him we'll hopefully have him on the uh podcast come come maybe early you know uh fall or something right before the season um but we can awesome. get him and ask him ask him some questions about his time at Michigan
0: oh yeah And I guess too to follow up on that game, you said that you were on the fifty yard line, and the third row. So are those? Would you say those were your best seats? Because for me, I kind of like to have a vantage point a little bit higher up, where I can kind of see everything. What's it like sitting that that close to the field? And I'm sure being on the fifty yard line has to help. But what's that like?
1: I would rather be in row twenty. Same, I I I mean fifty yard line. You can't beat it. But well, I'd rather be up a little bit probably rows 15 to 20. Um, I will say that one for any other game be I'd, I'd take it from row 15 to 20 for that game. I don't remember sitting down so you have a better vantage point when you're standing up. Um, so it was like it, it ended up being perfect and I know sometimes when you get too close, especially behind the benches, it's hard to see over, you know, 130 guys on the sideline or whatever they have. So, um, I agree with you hundred percent. I'd rather be up a little bit, but still being just that close to the action, it does make up a little bit for your vantage point as far as like seeing the game develop and things like that.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to like, when, when you said that, it made me think, you know, what are the best seats that I've sat in? And, um, I have had the – I'm lucky to have had the opportunity to sit up in a box since those were put in. Um, some friends that work out at Orange Theory, uh, they invited m- myself and Aaron up there to watch a game with them, which was which was pretty cool. Uh, it was actually the Iowa game this past year. So it wasn't a super entertaining game, but it was a really cool experience. Um, so, oh, that a big
1: win for us. Yeah,
0: that was a big win at the time. I think they were both top ten or Iowa's ranked tenth or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But um, – there was one time I don't know how this worked out, but me and my buddies were uh, we had some friends at the time that were Michigan alumni that came back um, for the game. Couldn't even tell you what game it was, uh, but we all tailgated and pre-game before went to the game. They were sitting in the student section and our seats were, I think, literally right across the student section uh, on the other side of the field. So they were like, hey, come on over, try to sit with us. So we went over to the student section and um, they didn't have any seats next to them. So we couldn't get down there. But one of the aisle guys, whatever you want to call them, event, event staff, um, he came up to me. He was like, hey, how many do you have? And normally they're checking for like wristbands and whatnot to see if you're a student. He didn't yeah. check. So we, we got lucky. He was like, hey, I got four, I got four seats down in the third, in the third row. All right. So I was like, I was like, hell yeah, we'll take it, man. We'll go down there. And our our friends are way back up there. We're just waving to them (laughs) from the third (laughs) row. Uh, But man, that was a cool, that was, those are some cool seats for sure. Um, I'd have to say my favorite game or my favorite Michigan memory. I mean, that was, I think yours is a good one. That was going to be my second choice if you would have taken this one. But 2011, man, me and Kalen went to that game uh, where we beat Ohio state for the most recent time. And uh, I mean that was I mean nothing beats that. That's the I mean we beat Ohio State. Especially looking back at that now, if like if like, Aaron and I went to that game this past year, thinking you know anything could happen. Um, but being in that environment for a win against your biggest rival, nothing like it.
1: Yeah, I mean the what people if you haven't been to a game or been to a, an Ohio State game, the buzz around the stadium before is just, there's something about it. There's just, I, I can't explain it, but you just can feel something in the air that's like, it's just different than any normal game for a Michigan-Ohio State game. And and it's been, especially, you know, obviously we haven't beat them in a while, but, you know, when, when we're both ranked in the top 10, it's it's different, but um, yeah, back in, in 2011, I was there as well, and we rushed the field afterwards. I, I remember being on the field after, man, that was, you know, just good memories. Even though they were they were had a down year, I mean that's that's a like you said, looking back on it, like if I would have known that we weren't gonna beat them since then, I would have never left the field oh, at that point. Never would have. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, so that that's a good one too.
0: And I think almost to compare it to, like if you're a baseball fan, what I would say, even though we might not be in the running for any sort of playoff, it's like Yankees Red Sox. ALCS game seven. That's what I would have to compare it to. Right.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's like, it, 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 it's just something. And I've been, I've had, um, I've been in Columbus um, for some big games, 2016 and 2018. And and, um, I've been in, in, in Ann Arbor too. And it's just, man, it's just a different feeling. I, I, I've been to Tigers, you know, Detroit Tigers playoff games. It's the same type of feeling where it's just like people are excited. You've been waiting all year for this, you know, 364 days. Um, and so it's it's, uh, it, it's something that it's – I'm sure, you know, if you talk to SEC fans, you know, Alabama, Auburn, similar, or, um, you know, Florida, Georgia, I'm sure. But um, for us here in the Big Ten, I don't think it gets better than that.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, Oops, well, well, we're, while well, we're on game day or go ahead. No, go for it. Well, I was going to say, since we're still on game day stuff in like kind of Michigan, um, I consider myself a superstitious guy. Do you have any like game day traditions that, that you do on a tradition on a, on a regular basis?
1: Um, I mean, so being the tailgate guy that I am, um, <laughs> this is honestly, it's as weird enough as this may sound, you know, as I'm not a player or a coach or anything. I don't sleep well ever the night before a game. I'm just like too pumped. I'm too, you know, amped to get up and get out there and stuff like that. Um, but um, I my my one game day tradition is I have a, uh, a certain it's a it's a Michigan mug that I never use but I only use on the mornings of Michigan game days. Um, So that is, that would be my one thing. Um, Other than that, I mean, I'm up early and just ready to go. The preparation for a a game day with a tailgate to put on is um, quite extensive. So um, Friday afternoons are spent, Friday afternoons and nights are spent with loading my truck up and getting everything ready. The, The bar, the tables, the beer, the, the tents, the chairs, everything, and then, um, taking it easy. And then on game days, I, um, yeah, get up, have a, have a nice cup of coffee out of my go blue mug and, and, uh, <laughs> we head out there. Um, I make sure, I will say, I make sure to, um, I have a couple of friends that work for the university, um, on game days and I make sure to say hi to them before I go into the stadium every time. So, um, that, that, that might be another one of my superstitions. How about you?
0: So I, for me, I feel like it changes every year, but throughout the year I try to keep that same tradition going. So, um, I know we had talked a little bit, uh, previously about the 2016 Ohio state, Ohio state game. So basically what me and my buddies, uh, Kalen was, was there for this. So what, what we try to do is my apartment I was living in at the time, no as long as we stayed at the apartment to watch the game, we were good. We won every game. So that was that was our thing. So Iowa. The reason we lost the Iowa game is we we're watching at the apartment. Heather and a bunch of her friends were going out. Kalen went with them. Kalen you went with watch them the game? at the beginning of the fourth quarter.
1: No, he thought we like had it or what? I
0: I, I, I couldn't tell off. you I was furious I was furious I was in there I'm like dude are you serious and he, he leaves he leaves and we lose and I blamed I blamed that on him um oh, so now Iowa, that I
1: know that now that I know that I'm gonna bring that up as much as I can to Caitlin.
0: please please so Iowa that was that was the reason why it's all Caitlin's fault everybody blame him um Ohio State we didn't wait till halftime to go get food we went to no tie with like Five minutes left in the first half. We were up. We were up at that point. I remember we were up, and then we came back. I think I was trying to watch it on my phone, and they fumbled. Right? They fumbled on like the yep. one yard line at the end of the second half. Correct?
1: Yeah. End of the first half. Okay. End, yeah.
0: And or yes, end of the first half. And um, so that was that was number two. Florida State in the bowl game. We oh, just wait till you hear this one. <laughs> Heather's friend has a wedding. I'm but at a wedding. They- um oh, a michigan bowl game is being played that night I, I will give all the credit to the sparties that were there they all knew it was like my first time meeting all those guys too it's like beginning of heather and i dating and um they all knew i was a big michigan fan i wasn't looking at my phone none of my buddies texted me nobody said anything so what i did is luckily i was able to re-watch it the next uh, um the next morning and um Started off awful, but man, that was an that was although we lost, that was an exciting game. But again, we lost because I was not at home watching the game in real time. So, saved. yeah, 2016 that was that was the tradition. I mean, I've always you always got to put your game day gear on. I've got my Michigan socks now. I've got my uh, you know shirt or hoodie or whatever it may be. Um, I believe two years ago or last year. Uh, myself and Kaelin and Kinch were trying to shotgun a beer before every game for good luck. And then we lost and then we stopped doing that. So um, I try to have I, one every year, but they're not, they're they're not super consistent.
1: Yeah. I I have a couple of shirts that I will not, I've just thrown away because I think they're bad luck or we I've worn them when we've lost and we shouldn't have or something like I that. Um, I usually give them a, cu- a couple couple games uh my shirts a couple games to um you know maybe it was just a um you know one-time blunder or something but if we lose two games and i'm wearing the same shirt it's gone so (laughs) um (laughs) but i honestly the io game i was at my parents house watching with my dad for that one and i never i've never ever watched Football games at my parents' house these days, and the only time I watch with my dad is when we're both at Michigan Stadium. And so that was like a weird. It was like I I went into it feeling like we weren't like it was just like nobody was taking it seriously. And but it, it was one of those things that was weird. Twenty sixteen Ohio State. I'll save that story for another time. And one of the worst days of my entire life. Um, <laughs> and and actually this year. This past year at Wisconsin, I was at my cousin's wedding. So um, we lost, we just got absolutely rolled. It was a dry wedding.
0: Wait, wait, so wait hold on, on hold on. Is this your cousin Craig who played at Michigan?
1: No, 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 no. Okay. I've been like,
0: man, you're, you're scheduling a wedding on a game day? What are you doing? <laughs> different,
1: different cousin. So, okay. um, but yeah, different cousin. But um, yeah, so I was at his wedding, not able to watch it just checking the score and watching Wisconsin points roll in one after the other. So, um, I am with you. I'm like, if I'm not in my spot with, I don't like to watch really with people a, a whole lot, you know, my certain crew, but if there's like other people that I'm not really familiar with and I, I just get angry. And so it, I it right. doesn't go well.
0: I, I, I 100% <laughs> agree with you there. I mean, obviously I've got my guys I watch the game with, but yeah, if there's somebody else who you're you're talking or you're a fan of the other team, please God get away from me.
1: Yeah. Or, or if you're, if you, if they like don't know football that well or something like that, they they try to comment or ask questions. No, this is, this is like my, I, you know, there's 12 Saturdays a year, you know, 12 four hour slots a year that are mine I, I think I right. deserve that from to, to not be interrupted by everyone else so um, <laughs> all right well let's go while we're we're still we'll stick with the Michigan topic here um, for one more and then we can kind of veer off into something else um, what is one so Michigan obviously known for their traditions right it's a it's you know, raised on tradition, and, and now it, it hangs its hat on that. What is one Michigan tradition that you would like to change?
0: That's a tough one, man. That is tough because, obviously, like, we're, we're Michigan fans. Like, we, we love a lot of the tradition that um, is a part of that program, right? So um, – I'm gonna I'm gonna say I know we said we we're gonna save this for another segment, but this is partially a tradition because it it happens every year. The big house is so damn quiet, and people go there to sit down and not yell. I would change yep. that, one hundred percent, top of my list. I nothing bothers me more, and this happens every time I'm at a game, every single time. I am either the only person trying to stand to watch a game and make some noise, it, it or like it's i just don't understand it if you're going to the game help your team and like just, just say something like if you if you sit there and not say anything watch it from home
1: there there's no reason for it's it feels like 50% of the people who go to the big house for games to not just stay at home and watch it you they would they would enjoy it more um, they don't have to deal with the BS from everybody. I just don't understand why that population continues to come to these games. If you're gonna, you know, bitch about everyone else that's trying to cheer on their team, if they right. what what I what I really 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 want for all of those fans, the the crowd, the sit down people, the type of people that's telling other people to sit down and be quiet and and re- be respectful and things like that. I want them to go to Columbus one time. Go to Columbus one time. Those people are ruthless, and they don't sit down, and they just give you all the shit in the world as an opposing fan, and they are there for their team. They're there to make a difference in the game. Our fans are they're there to watch with their eyeballs and nothing else and sit on their comfy, cushioned uh, pad that they brought. Um, It it, it just, I mean, I'm with you. There's nothing that bothers me more. And I've had this conversation a a million times and it's, it's so, so frustrating. And like you said, we could, we could rant for hours on this, but um, Yeah. yeah, the atmosphere of Michigan stadium that is one tradition that could be changed. And I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback on that. This is a part of the atmosphere uh, for anybody that's been to Michigan Stadium. Um, on third downs, we, the band plays a little thing, and then we do the go, go, go. It is the least intimidating chant of all time for a third down for the crowd to get hype. Like, all right, I'm just like, go. Like, what is that? Every other school in, you know, NFL team in the world that is trying to get the crowd pumped up on third down to get a big stop and turn the ball over is playing ACDC or like Hell's Bells, like something that's getting the crowd going nuts. We're doing some like uh, chant that's not doing shit for anybody. Doesn't get me excited. It doesn't make anybody louder. Like, oh. I mean, <laughs> I I tell you what, I dude, I'm, I've honestly, I've honestly up, never,
0: too. I have never heard that ever. I've never heard really? this heard okay. of this third down. I don't know if it's because I'm yelling, it, I but I've it's never from heard the if you. The reason why I, so I
1: know pretty much on every down uh, or every mom- moment of any game, what the band is going to play. Part of that is because my girlfriend is, she literally directs them and tells them what to do. So that's a big part of it. But the other part Let's is, figure it out. I know, I trust me. I, I tell her this like every day and she's like, she's like, Like, dude, I can't do anything about this. They've done the same thing for 100 years. (laughs) But um, anyways, I also, so the band goes on away games as well. And so I've been on probably, you know, 20 away games. And so when you're on an away game, you're sitting with the band in one section. So you end up doing those chants all the time. And it's just like, I, I, I think we need it. We need a little a little makeover on what's going on and it starts at with like the the older people at Michigan Stadium thinking that it's you know nineteen sixty eight and we're still Big Ten champions for the tenth time in a row and people are going to the games in their suit and ties. You know, things it's a different time now. So um, as far as I, I, I love the tradition of Michigan, but Let's let's change things a little bit to uh, to help our team win at home, like a lot of
0: other schools do. Agreed, agreed. Um, all right, so we've got so I've got one more Michigan topic that we could bring up. Do you want to do that one and then finish yeah. off with? Uh, so sure. You you had brought this one up. What is one Michigan athlete that left early that you wish would have stayed? Um. So,
1: I think the easy answer here is Trey Burke for me. I mean, he was National Player of the Year. Um, he, we were on top of the world. We had just, you know, gone to the National Championship game. Um, I, I, I truly, if if he stays, you know. We were good in 2014 with Derek Walton, for sure. Um, but yeah. if he stays and Stauskas is still there and it's just a, a duo with him and Stauskas, I mean, we're going back to the Final Four, I think, no doubt.
0: And who, who else stayed? Because GR3 and Tim Hardaway were on that team, too. Did I know yeah, one of them so left, and I think one of them stayed.
1: Tim's, Tim left and GR3 stayed okay because uh, tim was a junior at that point tim was a year ahead of trey um so and he left right? yep gr3 yeah. stayed yeah for the next year um that's the easy one um i'm trying to think of any other ones i mean uh there there's a uh, multitude of other athletes that i think should have stayed and looking back on it in 2020 vision in the past it's like dude what were you even thinking but um you know dpj is one of them right now so yeah um there's yeah. been plenty of dpjs in the past uh from michigan too but i mean even even you know at that point i don't blame trey for leaving what else could he have possibly done to up his draft stock
0: right um, stock nothing. is that high you gotta go
1: same for stauskas the following year um I the one thing um one other person from that uh year 2013 though is Mitch McGarry. Our boy our boy Mitch McGarry who Love it. is is uh he's <laughs> he's having fun in bumfuck Indiana right now. Who knows he, what he's, he's doing. He's having fun. He's
0: having fun for sure, man.
1: He, but uh I mean he if he stays where you know, we we don't take a step back, and he, for himself, um, still up. I mean, his draft stock was crazy high, too, after that tournament. After that tournament, right? I, yeah. I think, yeah, everybody knew, kind of. Not everybody knew, but, like, man, he had some growing up to do, that's for sure. So, I don't know. Yeah. How about you? All
0: right. Um, well, I mean – Uh, oh, it's tough. Like, cause my, my person that's in my head isn't technically an athlete. He's a coach and it's Lloyd Carr. Okay. All right. I'll take it. So that, there's obvious reasons, right? That means no Rich Rod. Rich Rod never yep. came in, um, but also means Ryan Mallett stayed. And that guy was a, he, he was he didn't do well at Michigan when for like his very small amount of time played there. But when he went to Arkansas, he blew it up. Man, he was play for the Patriots. He played for the Patriots. I mean, he made it to the NFL. I think he was a second or third round pick as a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that could have changed the whole trajectory of Michigan football, right there. Um, I mean, so I mean, if I if I've got to pick an athlete, I would have to say, God, man, it's a tough one. Um, at peppers. I
1: was gonna I say Jabril too on the uh on the football side. But yeah. I mean again for him too, like he was a Heisman right. finalist. Like your draft stock's not gonna get much higher after that. So no. um I, I I understand it, but man, if those those guys stay one more year, you know, I don't know. I, I just think guys look at the money and they see it and I completely understand why oh, you're going. That's like your dream. Dollars being thrown at you yeah and and you're finally at the point where you're you know you're accomplishing your dreams but i still think that the um the the experience that you get at in college and at the university of michigan as a four-year letterman it's like you you can't replicate that any at any point as soon as you go into the draft you know it's it's kind of over and so um I, the Lloyd Carr thing, though, you know whose fault that is that he left? It's the fans, Michigan 100%. fans. You know they pushed 100%. him out because he couldn't deal with nine and three. And then three years later, we were begging for nine and three. We we're three and yeah. nine, <laughs> literally. <laughs> you know? yeah. So it's a it's a classic case of Michigan fans thinking that we're we're on top of that, but the grass now is green. Kill for Lloyd? Not nah. grass is always greener on the other side. I, at this point, I'd kill for you know Lloyd Carr and winning Big Ten championships and Rose Bowls.
0: Hundred percent, man. So, all right. Well, let's go to the um, I guess last topic. I think this is number six. If you could pick,
1: we've one... got we've got two left.
0: We've got two left. We got two left. All right. Yeah. Well, um, all right. I'll go with this one then. If you could pick one professional athlete's life that you could live, who would you pick?
1: this is I and mean, you can go in
0: obvious. And let's let's say you can go at any point in time like let's say so
1: like at their somebody prime too. yeah yeah all right this is relevant and <laughs> it's a little it's a little saucy i'll tell you but <laughs> dennis rodman
0: Hell yeah, dude. Dennis I mean, I'm, I'm watching, that, watching freaking, uh, that documentary. After I'm Rodman like, holy the shit, he dated Carmen Alexis. I did not know.
1: The, the documentary on MJ is like, has me wishing I had Dennis Rodman's life. This whole time, I thought Dennis Rodman was the weirdest guy on the planet. He's a moron. He's all this, you know, which I still like, I'm not sure that he's not, obviously. But I'm like... I mean, this guy had Carmen Electra in her heyday. She was, I mean, that there was nobody on top of Carmen Electra back no. then when he had not one person. And so, like, between that and just the, the Vegas trips, like, them being, <laughs> them being NBA champs, like, being Michael Jordan's, like, best friend, basically. Like, think about how valuable you have to be To have Michael Jordan come and have to find you in Las Vegas. Like, I mean, Michael Jordan's coming to rescue somebody. Oh my God. And then I mean this is
0: how, how are you gonna be granted that time? He's like, Coach, I need I need a vacation. Middle of the season. I'm going to Vegas what <laughs> like who gets that there isn't a soul in the
1: world who gets you know who's granted Could that
0: you imagine that right now middle of season for example let's say i mean clay thompson goes to vegas middle of season social media just being around now oh it'd be everywhere you, you can't do that he wouldn't be able to do it
1: i mean you wouldn't be able to do it because of social media but like I mean, think about if you were – how did the newspapers not get that at the time? Or, like, media – like, whatever it was, news stations. Like, I mean, imagine if you're just some random dude in Vegas and the NBA season's going on, the Bulls are playing, and you're like, (laughs) why is Dennis Rodman at the craps table next (laughs) to me? Like, with three – <laughs> strippers or something like that <laughs> next to him. Like, what's going on, man? I'd be like, double checking. It's not like Dennis Rodman can fit in anywhere. Like, he can't hide. He's,
0: he's, yeah, I mean, his outfits are ridiculous. His and outfits, his hair, purpose. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. And then you, then you become, you know. Now he's well. Who knows if Kim Jong Un is alive or dead? But he's like best friends with the dictator of North Korea. Like, I mean, talk about, you might not have the holiest life in the world, but talk about just a range of like from day one to, you know, wherever he's at now, he's had some experiences in his life.
0: That's a good one. I, I wouldn't have picked that one. I wasn't even like, I'm glad you said it because it is relevant now with the documentary. <laughs> um, yeah. But I've, I've got a tough one. I mean, I think if it's right now, I'd have to say Patrick Mahomes, right? I mean, he was MVP two years ago. He won a Super Bowl last year. The dude's on top of the world. 23 years old. And he's still young. He's still so young. Like, I'd have to go Pat Mahomes, 100%.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that any of those guys that um, have such success and fame at such a young age – you know that would be the fun time to enjoy that fame you know if you if you're you know once you get past that initial like probably five years as a professional athlete then you're probably like so sick of you know fans and people loving on you and like girls I I mean it's hard to say that you'd you know, get sick of girls throwing themselves at you, but I'm sure they do, you know, oh, yeah. when you can have any one of them, you'd get sick of right. it. So like at some point it's like they, I I think if you get, if you're, you know, at the top of your game at 30, you know, it's so much different to be able to enjoy that. than he literally did it at 22, 23 years old. Like, I mean, Amazing, being, yeah, it, it, yeah I, I can't imagine that. He's he's kept his girlfriend, his girl, the whole time, which is phenomenal for him, but um, surprising, to say the least. (laughs) 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 That's a good one, too, yeah. Um, All right, um, so last but not least here, um, the sixth topic of the Saturday Six Pack, um, and this one is an NFL uh, question. Do you think that Trevor Lawrence... The Clemson quarterback is an absolute lock even before the 2020 college football season for the number one pick in the NFL draft next year. Or does Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback, can he make a push?
0: I'm I'm gonna say that anybody can make a push. I don't think it's Trevor Lawrence's lock at all. And the biggest reason for that. Is a lot of people were coming out this time last year saying Jake Fromm was gonna be the number one overall pick last year. And he yep. was he he was drafted, right? Like was he drafted? Yeah. Like yeah, but he was miles. like the,
1: like the he last quarterback late. off the off the board.
0: Right. So um for that reason, I would say it's anybody's you know opportunity. I mean, nobody expected Joe Burrow, right? Come out of nowhere, be the number True. one overall pick. Um, so I'm gonna say no. I mean Honestly, Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be the number one pick, but anybody could take it. I mean, that dude's a a stud. Honestly, if I was him, I would just sit out the whole year.
1: Well, you can do what, nothing
0: but hurt yourself.
1: That's what they said. So he, you know, as a freshman, a true freshman, I believe. I don't think he redshirted. I'm pretty sure he was a true freshman. Mm-hmm. He, you know, led Clemson to a national championship. Right? Yeah. And yeah. There were a lot of people that said, "All right, your draft stock's not going to get any higher. You should sit I out know. for two straight years and then go to the NFL." So obviously he didn't do that. Clemson still did pretty dang good. There, yeah. <laughs> it turned out well, but it, he didn't have the near the season that he did. Um, you know, his freshman year last year. So there was a little bit of downturn from that, but I still think you know. With the body he has, what is he, 6'6", six, six, you know, can run, Lanky, agile, good arm.
0: extremely
1: I mean, good arm. You know, he's got every tool that an NFL scout is looking for. Um, and, you know, when you see him on the big stage at 19 years old and thriving, you know, it's hard to say that there is some, you know, anything there that could stop him from, you know, excelling at the NFL level. But... I still think, you know, you look at Justin Fields, we've talked about it. He's obviously our arch nemesis, but 40 touchdowns and one interception, you know, in a, in an offense where they throw the ball a ton, you know, the fact that he just never really threw it into, into trouble is where I'd be like, all right, maybe I want that guy because You know, as a top five pick, you're going to a team that probably has offensive line struggles. They're, you know, not going to, they're, they're a bottom five team, obviously. Um, I'd say, you know, he's definitely got a, got a shot at it because he, the other part of it is in today's NFL, you know, he runs just as good as he throws and he runs or he throws on the run, you know, more. Trevor Lawrence even though he is athletic and can run, he's not a guy that's going to go side to side and you know shake some people off in the in the uh backfield where Justin Fields is that guy and he's not 6-6 but he's much more mobile. Um I I think it's um you know it hurts me to say that because god I wish he would just I wish he would sit out and go to the NFL next year cuz he's so dang good as the, as the Ohio yeah. State quarterback but um, I mean, they, they will probably go both go one, you know, one, two or one, three or something like that. You know, whoever needs a quarterback, but, um, I, I agree with you, you know, and maybe there's somebody else who comes out. Like you said, nobody had Joe Burrow and Joe top Milton 50, Joe, Mil- Joe
0: Milton 2020,
1: <laughs> Joe Milton's coming out as the, uh, as the top, if, if <laughs> Let's see, what <laughs> what do I have to what do I have to do if Joe Milton is the twenty twenty-one number one NFL draft pick, man? I will um, I don't yeah. even know what I'll do, but um I commit to doing something that. absolutely ridiculous. Um but hey, you know what? If Joe Milton's the number one twenty twenty one draft pick, that means we as a Michigan team didn't phenomenal you know we found our guy so i'd take it so um that's that's funny though so all right well um there you go so that is our saturday six-pack um i hope you guys enjoyed it um we'll uh continue to do this and 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 like jack said it won't be just me and jack it'll be you know any any one of us four here we may even have some other guests on you know um so We'll see what happens with this. If you liked it, let us know. Um, if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to discuss, we'd love to hear them. We'd love to, to talk about what you guys want to hear about. So um, thanks for listening. Cheers. We'll, uh, we'll have a couple more beverages here after the show, and, and uh, um, we'll talk to you guys soon. Go Blue. Go Blue.